Aquaba, welcome to Tichler Talks. This is a platform where I, Tichler, have conversations with people from different walks of life who share their thoughts and posted their story thus far. I hope you enjoy. So welcome back to Tichler Talks. This is episode two. Today we've got Adam Lee, the creator of Jun. So we'll get straight into it. Adam, before we even start and talk about your brand, I'd like to talk about what your fashion sense was when you were younger as a kid. Yeah, of course. Um, sort of where, where I got um Yeah, what kind of things you're wearing when yeah. you're younger? Ah, well, like fashion sort of goes through many different phases. I'm sure like as a 13-year-old, almost t- 10 years ago, right. we were wearing completely different clothes to exactly. what we are now. Like I think at school when we first met, um, I was wearing like the tight skinny jeans and sort of the top man button up right, uh, t-shirts right. and stuff like that. But I reckon it's ever since like a young age, uh, something that I've always taken a bit of time to. Um, sort of the closest shopping centers that we've got, um, I'd always go shopping with my mum on Sundays. So I think it was just a natural progression over the years, like going shopping out with my mom and then sort of going through teenage years. Right. You start to care about your appearance you a bit more. Yeah, yeah, way. of course. And I think you try try to impress like other people and I think you sort of compensate for what you don't have <laughs> with height. I think growing up I never had. Right, so right. I think clothing was one of those things that you could express yourself a little bit more and um, I think ever since a young age, I've just always been into it. So that's okay. that's sort of where it's come from. Yeah, because I remember, because Adam and I went to school and I remember seeing him thinking, this guy is just always ahead of the trend. <laughs> I was even looking at his Instagram page the other day and I was looking at some things you had like in 2014. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. people aren't even wearing yeah, that yeah, anymore. Yeah. Like it's, See, it's crazy. So you obviously, I think... No, the people back in the day were probably wearing you know, the Hollisters. Yeah, true, true. That's the, true. The That's top true. man a lot. Yeah, yeah. But then you were wearing your Gucci, <laughs> your Babe, yeah, yeah. your Palace. Yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know about these things yeah, back in... Course, so how, how would you say you knew See, about the... Um, it was very early days. I think when I was 12, 13, uh, I was always looking at sort of the Far East culture more so than ours. So... Japanese um, clothing, um, even Chinese clothing. And every time I used to go back uh, to Hong Kong, because my parents are from over there, um, you see that that side of fashion a lot more than you do this side. Mm. And Bape was, it's been going ever since, I think, like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was always knocking about um, in China. So it was always something where I was like, oh, what's that? Like, we've not got that here so let's sort of bring that back here yeah, yeah. and that's sort of where it's come from um sort of the early days of wearing okay. more fashionable things and i think sort of from a young age i've always liked doing things that other people haven't really got like, i don't care if it's mainstream or not like yeah if, let's be yourself yeah yourself. yeah of course like always be yourself if, if that's what you like then wear it so why do you think um the far east they're probably ahead of the curve mm. before us I don't know. I think uh, they're just more... They've got a closer sense to what good quality is. Um, so, like, Bape, they've always had, like, an influence with Pharrell, uh, the guy who runs yeah. Nego. Um, he's always, like... I've always based sort of how I dress on what his mentality is. There's a video where he goes... Um, is this Nigo from? Nigo from Nigo. Like he made his brand from the start, Bape. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, just making t-shirts for his friends. He didn't sort of set out, you know what, I'm going to be a fashion designer. I'm just going right. to make stuff. And like, if my friends want to wear it, like with cool designs or whatnot, they'll wear it. And I'm sort of like that. I don't care about fashion. If I like the print or like the quality, um, I'll wear it. Okay. So you say Nigo's been probably one of your biggest influences in terms of fashion. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Maybe not in terms of what he wears now. He's sort of moved on. Mm. And he wears like quite wide, boxy right, trousers okay. and that. Um, I, I sort of take it from different things now. Okay. And so what do you say your top three or five would be? As in people that you see and you dress around or you like their mentality of, of um, fashion? There's... So on trend right now, uh, personally, um, not, so, not so much I, I follow how they wear clothes. But I'll maybe take influencers and sort of have a look at their pages on Instagram, um, sort of going through the day or whatnot for influence. Um, I'd go on, there's a brand called Droll, Droll okay. de Monsieur. Um, I've been following in the guy who runs that um, called Al Carus. Um, I'm not sure if his page is still that, but he, he's got good clothes. Um, Cole Buxton at okay. the moment, they're doing some cool stuff. Um, just, just things that I like to see on Instagram. Um, anything really that I see. And what do you but think? The main guys, I think. What, why do you think you're more attracted to those kind of things compared to the more mainstream or other yeah. things? So I think it's the the subtlety of them not really giving a f**k really. Right. Um, can, can I swear? <laughs> uh, well, you have. So. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just bleep that out. Um, I think they just don't care. They'll put like a suit on with a pair of trainers. Right, like front yeah. front coach and did that. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And turn up to the Grammys, was it? Yeah. Wearing just a Prada, Prada tracksuit. Yeah. That yeah. like, who does that? that <laughs> that's the sort of thing that I like, sort of going outside the norms. Um, I think it's just sort of mixing, at the moment, street wear with sort of the more modern timeless pieces so you see like tailoring um companies like reese or savile row like right. the ta- the proper high-end tailors they they've started to introduce contemporary clothes and okay. i think that mix hit, hits the nail on the head for me where you can sort of wear smart clothes but and then wear trainers at the same time because that's so the best of both yeah yeah of course that's sort of where um i like to fit my fashion sense i think right, okay and in terms of, so you obviously that's how you dress. Well, that's how you're dressing now. And you mentioned how you dressed when you're younger. So you in school, and did you get a job in fashion at that time, or was it um, later on? Yeah, yeah. So that that's probably helped progress where I've got to now. Um, in terms of how much I like following fashion. Um, when it when I finished school, um, I, no, I think it was during school, which I probably shouldn't have done during A levels. Yeah, <laughs> I got a job at Reese. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one because I still remember to this day this day um, we were both on the field and I think you're either going to or coming from the interview yeah, and you yeah. came in the whole seat I was thinking <laughs> this guy's in school and just I thought no something, something's going on here so you have to tell us yeah, about yeah, that yeah yeah um, so uh, I think I was 18 17 or 18 at the time it was my first real job right. sort of growing up working in my mum's takeaway I was like you know what I'm done smelling of like Chinese food so I uh, decided to go to Meadow Hall and okay. apply for jobs and I walked in and just said look have you got any jobs and they were like yeah we, we actually need someone there 
um, and then carried on working that for them for about four or five years. Okay. Um, Before we get into that, do you yeah, yeah. do you think because um, obviously you weren't the only person who applied for Reese. Yeah. Do you think? Do you know why they probably picked you? Do you think what made you? Do you know have a reason? What what think you know what made you stand out? You say. I, I reckon it's just self confidence in sort of how you are. Um, really, sort of going in uh, for the interview, you've got to go in thinking, you know, I've I've got this. Mm. You've got to prepare and obviously look the part as well. Okay. You can't you can't exactly rock up to a recent. <laughs> Very well. short. Yeah, so yeah, like exa- exactly. So you got to do your research and sort of wear similar clothing and just go in with good good confidence. Okay. So how was your time in Reese like? What do you think? Would you learn how? It was good. It? Yeah, very good. Um, enjoyed working in retail. I think I'd recommend it to anyone that's wanting to earn a bit of money, but at the same time, do something on the side because um, it's not exactly the hardest job, but at the same time, it gives you a bit of free time to do things elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there for the whole of university. Um, learned many skills such as tailoring, how to style clothes, how to put things together. Um, right. So lot lots of skills that you can sort of use in later life as well. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned uni. What did you study in uni? Um, studied retail management. Okay, so, so that helped very well. What yeah, you yeah, exactly. Uh, originally, I wanted to do fashion management, which is business management focused on fashion uh, brands. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then didn't quite get the grades at universe um, at A levels, which uh, I was fine with. So decided to go for retail management okay. which was exactly the same as fashion but you just used retailers instead, instead of yeah yeah, okay. yeah um so before we even get to john just then so would you say would you still want to go to fashion school um i think potentially not given where i'm at at the moment okay however um i'm never in a position to say that um I, I couldn't learn more skills. Okay. So I'll happily take take the time out, maybe go on YouTube and um, watch tutorials on how to do things. Um, I'm, a bit, I'm a big advocate for believing that you don't know everything. Yeah, so uh, I'm always learning new things. Um, I'm no fashion designer myself, so I'll go on YouTube or read books to make sure that I know different things so where appropriate. Things, yeah, yeah. Would you say, um, because obviously not every designer goes to fashion school, mm. would you say it's needed? Or would you see, do you see the advantage of yeah. going and paying that extra money to do it? I, I completely see um, the advantages of going to fashion school um, if you want to become a high-end fashion designer and actually make clothes um, made to measure and actually right. making them from scratch. Um like cut and sew where you actually make the patterns and cut them out okay. um and that for me uh isn't as quick as how i'd want to make fashion for myself um however i think if you know from an early age and want to go to fashion school brilliant because you, you're chasing your dream from an early age yeah. however i sort of ummed and about doing fashion um even up to uni um, i think Social pressures and perhaps the friends that I hung around with maybe didn't allow me to be the person that I really wanted to be. And I'm sure there are many of you 
you guys that are in similar positions where your friends tell you not to do this course or maybe not to do that subject. And I'll probably ad admit that during school, um, I perhaps took uh, the wrong subjects and got pressured into maybe doing sport or something else, which I was also good at, but I think deep down, yeah, yeah, that's not where my heart was. So I probably paid uh, a few years worth of not doing exactly what I wanted to do and now start to get back onto that road. So you think since you've left school and now you've, there's no more, there's no the pressure of your friends or yeah. the community, you've now been able to, you feel like the chains are unbound, like you're stress-free, you can do what you really want to do. Yeah, definitely. I think when, when you leave school and start to become sort of the person that you want to be a lot more and you spend less time with your friends that you thought were your close friends and perhaps meet new people, uh, either in work, uni or wherever it is, um, you start to question who you actually want to be. Right. I think that was sort of the snapshot when I left and went to uni and thought, you know what, I, I want to start doing my uh, my own thing. Yeah, you were you yeah. doing yourself as yeah. such, yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Um, so where would you say the first idea of John came from? Um, so... We had a module in university where we had to show leadership skills and we had to basically log uh, any actions that we did um, to show leadership. And it was one of those moments where you're probably seven nights before the deadline at uni and thinking, right. <laughs> what, what, what should I do here? And then it, it was almost like the penny just dropped and thought, well, why don't I just start making some clothes. I've always been into clothes. Right. Why don't I actually um, try making it? So I researched it, looked into detail at what manufacturers to use, how to um, make a logo, etc., etc., And then the, re the rest goes from there. How hard would you say it is because yeah. everybody says, oh, I want to make a t-shirt, I want to do that. Mm. But then they go to you know the local whatever so and get something printed. Mm. But that that's all right if it's just, I don't know, for you and your friends, but if you're trying to make something big, how mm. hard would you say is to actually look for a brand manufacturer and the text and the fonts? Oh, probably the hardest part that of fashion uh, that, you, that you don't see. Uh, it's all the groundwork, going to each different manufacturer to see how the product's made. And uh, it, it's, it's hard. You've done the hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can see exactly. your face. You've done exactly. the hours. It's, it's tough. So can you show us some of your clothing you said you Yeah, of course. So uh, the stuff on this side here, which we'll just go through very quickly, It's uh, that's the first stuff that I made for the first collection, uh, which I still make. Uh, so that's the cap uh, that actually sparked everything off. Um, it was one of those things where I was going to a event at university, sort of like a house music uh, event, and really needed a cap, but... Uh, I just thought I'd make my own and that's that's the logo that I created sort of from day one that's the first yeah yeah that's that's the first item that that's the first piece that sort of sparked it all off uh, the cap um, so I made many more caps after that and then after the after the cap it went on to the white t-shirt um, which I've redefined over and over again I've I think I've gone through three samples to get to this t-shirt t-shirt now. 
um, and then we do the same t-shirt in uh, various colorways that um, I'm about to release as well. Um, and what are the, what's the price range? Point to yeah, so the price range for the short sleeve t-shirts are 25 and then the cap is only 20, which um, is usually a bit yeah, cheaper both, than yeah, both the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've got a new collection which I'm developing now uh, for the end of the year to come out so for autumn winter and that's one of the pieces that I've managed to get in so far um, I've got quite quite a few new bits coming in which I'm really excited to show you guys as well but that's oh, that's sort quality. of one of them so I was, he, Adam showed me um, that earlier on and I was even impressed with the fine detail you actually uh, made with the with the collar and yeah. having it properly done so that was really cool and how much is that going to be when it comes out? Um, the sweatshirt's 50. Okay. So it's it's well under um, sort of the market. Um, Retailing price. Retail it? price, yeah, yeah, of course. So with John, what does John mean? What is the logo? What does John mean? Um, so surprisingly, not many people know that I, I have a Chinese name. Well, it's a bit obvious that I, <laughs> I will have one, but... Um, so my first name isn't Adam, it's actually Nay Jun. Okay. Um, so Jun's my middle name. And then the logo um, at the top of the Chinese writing is actually Nay. And Nay um, is actually um, the meaning of art in Chinese. Oh, okay. So it's, I thought, why not put my, f uh, my first name is the logo because it's quite artistic and yeah. what a better way for the word to actually mean art. Exactly, that's, so, that's really cool. So yeah, it's basically my name, but in Chinese. So what would you say, John, if somebody says, what does John mean? As in, what does the brand uh, mm. symbolize and represent? What would you say? Um, so I'm trying to cross the border between, quite literally, actually, <laughs> and bring East meets West. Okay. So I'm trying to translate sort of my um, my roots from my family and sort of transition that into sort of today's society, um, sort of the Western culture. So I want to make um, smart clothing, which has Chinese heritage behind. Okay. Um, so I'm just trying to sort of combine those together. So it's like what you're doing when you're younger, go yeah, to China, yeah. bring yourself that's, and come that's over. That's it, Ex exactly. And it's coming that's over it. again. That's it. Later. And I'm just trying to bring that through um, the stuff that I'm doing now. That's great. How did your uh, your family and your friends take to you starting a new brand? Um, to be honest with you, it couldn't, that's probably been one of the biggest supports of me actually doing uh, the brand itself. Um, it's tough to sort of go after something that um, the unknown. You, you, exactly, it's completely unknown. But my friends and close friends, they've been so supportive from day one, like yourself. Um, you've been a big supporter uh, of the brand and that's the reason why I keep doing it. There are people out there that want to help me and they actually see the potential in it as well. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, would you say you've there've been any people or there've been moments where you've been scared to bring out because you're scared of how people react or the Yeah, of course. Um, I think that's one of the biggest, biggest issues when it's, uh, if you're making clothes is feedback from peers or feedback from anyone, uh, really, because there's been tens and thousands of designs that I've sent to my best friends to say, 
which one do you think do you think this one or this one and at the end of the day you've got an idea in the back of your head which one you want them to choose yeah 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 so you've sent five logos (laughs) and you want you, you know probably the second logo is the one that you want everyone to like and they don't pick that one they pick the the deadest one and you're like, mm, you I'm, sure not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then, so at the back of my mind, I just think, you know what? At the end of the day, I I, I wanted to go for that number two, so mm. I'm just gonna go with that one. Yeah. So I've I've just got to the point where now I don't even send people pictures of what I want to make. I'm I just think right, I've got an idea um, of what I want to make next. I'm just gonna make it. And that's not easy as well because exactly. it's, it's very easy to, to you know, yeah. do something and then show something yeah. and then it's not what you want to do. But yeah. because they picked it said, all right, I'll do it. But then you're still, you're trusting in yourself yeah. now that you're exactly. trusting in your product. I, I think yeah. that's key. Um, I think you know deep down whether it's a good decision or not from the split second that you've already thought about it. Um, so don't, don't ask your mates. Stay to your truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure, I remember I read somewhere, I think Ed Sheeran, his friends were even saying, oh, you shouldn't part of this certain song wasn't that good or whatever. Yeah. And then I think it ended up being something like either um, Lego House or one of these yeah, big yeah, songs. Yeah. So imagine if you listen to exactly, songs back then. Exactly. The same situation here. Yeah, exactly. And that I think there's, there comes a point where you rely on other people's opinions of what's right or what's wrong mm. just do it like if you make a mistake at least you've done it yeah, you and tried. you can rectify that like i i've gone through t- tens and thousands of t-shirts and gone through so many that i thought why did i make that but mm. at least i did it and yeah. i can move on from that you whereas i reckon a lot of people waste time by umming and about something mm. and n- never actually doing it so that's, that's very true yeah. It's very easy to, you know, sit home in your own comfort zone and say, oh, I could do this, but I'm scared what this person will say. Mm -hmm. Or if I showed that person, one person liked it, but the person you wanted to like it didn't like it. So um, I definitely, I admire you for starting it. Thank you. um, Thank you. Still very early days though. Yeah. Because you, it started what? How long, how long would you say it started? Um, So I started it in 2017 uh, when I was at uni and... It's been one of those things where I don't do it full time. Um, so every every spare day that I have, I try and work on it and make new samples and um, try and make new t-shirts or make new sweatshirts, um, etc. Um, so I'm just trying to build it at every point that I can. Um, but it's it's going well. It's something that I like how how it is at the moment. I'm keeping right. it as a hobby. And if I can build that hobby to actually um, be monetary, then that's that's the best way. So you think the end, in fact, we won't get to the end goal yet, but would you say that, so what happens? How do you how do you keep yourself going when the days where you're thinking, oh, I've not got enough time to put into this because my main work is calling me to do overtime. And, yeah. you, and you, I don't know, some days you might realise that you've not really thought about it for yeah. two or three weeks. How do you then get back into the system? Yeah. Get on with it. Honestly, it's it's one of those things where um, if you don't do it, um, you, you, that's one day and one chance that you've not spent on building your dream. So every, every point, even if it's one of those days that you really don't want to do it, you've had a long day at work, just do it. Just grind that extra hour out. That, that's all it takes. If, if I can get to a point where I'm building John 
and actually making it happen more and more outside of work, that then it's going to be a phase where I'm going to replace my working nine to five for John. So yeah. I'm just building so up to that point now. Exactly, now. exactly. That's interesting. So you've had a pop-up as well, haven't you? Mm. So how did that come about? Um, just so I've always been quite good at networking and meeting people um, sort of through, through work, working in retail. It's yeah. one of those jobs where you've got no... Uh, no option but to uh, meet new people and ask them what they do and I think it might come from my mum she used to ask every Tom, Dick and Harry like what they did when they came into the takeaway like oh what do you do for a living sort of thing like and that I think that's just rubbed off on me to just to feel comfortable asking people what they do Um, and I met this business owner whilst I was working um, in Reese and became good friends with him okay and his friend uh, started a new business, um, which was last year when we had the pop-up. And he said, oh, we're just opening uh, our new shop. Would you be interested in potentially setting something up with me and coinciding? And it just went on from there and said, yeah, yeah, I'd love to have a store space and put my clothes in there. Just let me know uh, the logistics and we'll work something out. So how did you find it? The whole experience. Amazing. I think as a startup, it's a, it's a really good way of just getting your clothes out there initially and p- potentially getting a store space to actually showing someone uh, what you've made is probably one of the most exciting things to do and taking a step back and just watching people browse through through yeah, your clothes. It, yeah. yeah, that was, I think that for And knowing that was, you were the one who did yeah, it, yeah. put the hard work Exactly, in. exactly. I think that... That's everything. What? That's the reason why I do, John. Yeah. You notice that the more that you've given out, and the more people you try to contact with, the more. Even though, the, like you mentioned, the people who have might have questioned certain designs and why you're doing it, mm. realize that the more that you've put out, the more people are actually coming to help you. Yeah, I re- I reckon so. I think it's one of those where when people think you're doing really well, they'll try and reach out and perhaps maybe ask for a t-shirt or something um, in return. But it's one of those things as well. Not everyone wants to help you. So you've got to go out of your comfort shell and ask those people um, mm. if you need help from from the guy. Like, say, say like yourself, if, you, if you've got a photographer or something, and I know you've got a photographer, um, I'll always just go to you and ask if, yeah. if you know someone. That's, that's good. Um, what would you say your favorite part of being a fashion designer? Or would you? Because you said you wouldn't call yourself yeah. fashion designer. Would you? Um, I definitely wouldn't call myself a fashion designer. Um, I like making clothes, and if that's how you want to call myself a clothes maker, <laughs> not a fashion designer, I think that's that's how I'd call myself. Just because um, I'm not at the level of actually drawing the the clothing out and actually making it from scratch yet and making cut and sew um so i'm i'm pretty happy with doing it the way that i'm doing at the moment and finding the manufacturers making the designs and sending them what i want so do you um do you think you'll do a pop-up again in time soon um definitely i think one of the hardest things is getting the right amount of stock 
um, on time and getting them all together uh, collectively. Um, so once I've got enough of that for my final collection, um, I'll do another pop-up for okay. sure. Um, also, how long would you say from the moment you want to make an order for something? How long would you say the whole process is to take? Because um, I've noticed that like people I've seen online and other people who are making their own products, they always say, oh, there's been a the delay on here mm. and it takes X mm. amount of weeks. How long would you say it is and why do you think it's that long? From start to finish. Um, so how, how long have we been in lockdown? About three, three and a half months. About three months. Yeah. So really? I, I've, I started making a new collection at the start of lockdown and only just got to the part where I thought, you know what, that's that's what I'm happy with, uh, wow. which is this one. And um, after doing all the photography, uh, etc., it'll, it'll be three months. Wow. Um, is there a website we can go to if we want to see the products? See, I, at the moment, I'm still developing it. And I quite like the fact that I've not got one yet until I've got all my clothing in that I think um, I'm going to have this, this, this and run with that as a collection, then I'm ready to make the website. Okay. But I'm still sort of in process of figuring out which, which garments that I like. But for now, the beauty of it is you have Instagram where mm -hmm. you can obviously exactly. post your things yeah. and people want to get yeah. in contact with you. They can Precisely. So that, that's how we're doing business at the moment through direct messages and inquiries. Uh, a lot of it's um, through sort of friends of friends telling them uh, and about, it on. yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's the way I like it at the moment because I'm, I'm not ready to make big orders of five, 600 plus um, because I've, I've not got a warehouse to store it at the moment. Okay. I'm still storing it at home. Um, but once I can make that jump, then everything will start to start to move quite quickly. I think it's, it's smart the way you're doing it as well because there's no point having the website mm. and you've rushed the website and then you have mm. your orders out and then one, um, you either run out of stock, so yeah. people are having delays for X amounts, they're about to cancel it. Yeah. And then what trust you as a brand because yeah. of how long it takes you. Mm -hmm. And another part is that your website might crash and people say, oh, it's, I've only put on for, there's only 15 people, how's it yeah. crashing already? Yeah. So it's like you're saying, it's better for you to take your time with it and yeah. build up so you're at a point exactly. where you're good to go, you know everything's gonna be all yeah. right. Yeah, of course. What would you say your um so your ten year goal? If I come to you again in ten years, five years yeah. time, where where should I expect to see you and John? Well, hopefully, uh, in ten years we'll have a store, um, a physical store. Even though retail's changing as a whole, um, sort of studying it over the past few years, it's it's obvious that everyone um shops online with Amazon sort of changing everything um globally as a way of how we shop. Uh, everything want. Everyone wants things now in like at, at an instant. Um, so I'm aware that everyone wants to just shop online, but at the end of the day, people still like to come and see the product if they can and touch and feel it. Um, so I think I'll have just a small store, hopefully one day as a showroom and potentially as my office space uh, okay. for John and potentially put it in there and then work from there. Okay. And so you'll be there and do you think you'll have crossed over to the Asian market there as well? Definitely. Um, I'd say in 10 years, hopefully I have two, two or three stores um, globally, which would be ideal.
that's the yeah. that's the big dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to tell us before we wrap it up? Um, no, not, not much. Cheers for having us. It's it's been good, sort of going through everything. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's been Adam Lee, the creator of John, in for the second episode of Tishler Talks. I'll leave a link to his page and his Instagram account. Have a look down below. Thank you very much again, Adam. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Tisha. Thank you.